Travelers to the great big universe of XS. You may call me Sir. That is S I R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want, Skippy? It's an age for grand ideas, an era for innovation, a dawn for new awareness, a time. Challenge the frontiers of a new century. That's not Mickey. That's Simba the Lion King. He's here live in a dramatic stage show in the Magic Kingdom called Legend of the Lion King. By now, you must be wondering how XS Tech can help you seize the future. Well, wonder no more. Here to show you how is our most advanced cyberbotic performance unit to date. W. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. This is show number 141 for the week of October 18th, 2009. I am your host, Lou Mangello, bringing you just a little bit of Disney magic each week in a fun, family-friendly show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Walt Disney World is filled with some incredible, unique dining experiences, and this week, we visit Mexico's San Angel Inn, where the atmosphere is as wonderful as the cuisine. Modeled after a Mexican hacienda dating back to 1692, the restaurant sits in perpetual twilight on the banks of a river, across from a Mayan pyramid in ruins, and features authentic dishes evocative of traditional Mexican fare. This week, we offer a live review from inside the restaurant as we enjoy some of the inn's appetizers, main courses, and of course, desserts, as our server explains every aspect of the meal and its culture along the way. It's a fun segment that I think will not only make you hungry, but will make you want to visit the restaurant and pavilion as well. This week's show is a little shorter than usual due to my schedule and some other projects I'm working on that I'm going to share with you soon, but I'm also releasing a number of new videos as well, including an interview with a true Walt Disney World icon. At Disney's Beach Club Resort, Art Lark, known affectionately to guests simply as Art the Greeter, has been a fixture at the resort for years. And on one of his final days at the resort before retirement, I had a chance to talk with Art about his experiences and what this role and the guests have meant to him. I'll also have more videos from Disney's D23 Expo and a few other surprises as well, so stay tuned. I'll give you clues for a new trivia contest, as well as some additional information about upcoming events before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show.
So it's time for another live Walt Disney World dining review. And um, shocker of all shockers, I'm once again joined by two good friends, Glenn Whalen. Hello. And Scott Otis. Greetings, everyone. And today, we are, uh, we are wandering World Showcase again. And today, we are dining at... San Angelin Restaurant. And we are joined by our server today, Audra, and uh, looking very much forward to, uh, to having lunch. And again, how, the correct way to pronounce it is? San Angel Inn. See, I would have called it San Angel Inn, and I would have ruined yeah. the segment right from <laughs> yeah. the beginning. It's okay, it's okay. It's like the G, the G in English, you would pronounce it angel. In Spanish, it would be Angel. Angel. San Angel Inn. See, yeah, we learned something new already. I have a feeling that's going to be the first of many things you learned today. Is there anything you were in the mood for? Special chicken, fish, beef? Maybe tell us some of, uh, what do you think are some of your favorite or recommended things on the menu? Well, if you're in the mood for chicken, I would go for pollo a las rajas, which is a um, chicken breast with cream sauce that has um, bell peppers, red and green bell peppers with onions, and it's over a bed of rice, poblano rice. Poblano rice is a rice made with poblano um, um, you know, pepper. It's not spicy at all. It's just to give it a little bit of flavor, and it's better than the Mexican rice, actually. It's a little, it has a little bit more flavor. Um, if you're in the mood for um, beef, we have a great tenderloin, the Tampiqueña, with chilaquiles, this one right here. Um, the chilaquiles is fried um, tortilla, baked in a green sauce with um, cheese on top and a little bit of onion. And the um, tenderloin is really nice. It's actually really nice. It comes with a side of beans. And, of course, the puntas, puntas de filete in guajillo, they're really good. If you want to try something really Mexican, the guajillo pepper is absolutely delicious. Um, how about, oh, the mero, mero almendrado, the, the grouper, is absolutely wonderful. The sauce, the, the chile de árbol, chile de árbol is just a pepper. It's not that spicy, but it's absolutely delicious, the sauce that it comes with. Um, how, how about the um, enchiladas, actually one of the most common um, plates back in Mexico. We have them actually every day. It's a daily basis um, um, plate, if you're in the mood for something really Mexican. All right, and if we were interested in an appetizer, what appetizer would you recommend? Tostadas de tinga or tostadas de jaiba. I just like hearing you say it. I'm like, <laughs> I want you to just read the whole menu to me. Sure. Um, tostadas de jaiba, they're really good. They're crab tostadas. They come on a tostada. Tostadas, do you know what tostadas are? Tostadas is like a dried uh, tortilla, a flat tortilla, and it's kind of dry. It's like the, um, the chips that you know, the totopos, um, but it's a round one and it's bigger. And it comes with um, the tostadas de tinga, which are the uh, shredded chicken. comes with um, beans, shredded chicken, lettuce, tomato, and cream on top. How many desserts would that serve? Um, that comes two on the plate. And they're, really, they're pretty big. They're like this big. And it's two on the plate. So it's, and the tostadas de caiba, though they're a little bit smaller, they're like this big. They're really good. Actually, I like more the um, crab tostadas. They're just a little bit different. Just tell me quick. We're obviously here having lunch today. Tell us about the traditional Mexican lunch. The traditional Mexican lunch, the one okay, the one that is that is listed down there. Have you ever tried cochinita pibil before? It's absolutely wonderful. It's shredded pork and it's actually marinated in a chiote and a chiote sauce, which is a, back in Mexico we use it a lot with pork, and it's kind of ha, it has a hint of orange, so it's a very nice flavor. It's a great taste and it has uh, plantains on the side. Have you ever tried plantains, fried bananas? They're absolutely great. And the combination of bananas and the um, shredded pork with hachiote is wonderful. It's really good. You can actually have um, complementary sides of beans and rice, which is actually one of the 
basics back in Mexico, of course. And we also have tortillas, which can be corn, either corn or um, flour tortillas. Uh, so I'm between the enchiladas and the conchonita. Conchonita? Cochinita is hard sometimes for people because it's a different flavor. It's it's something new for them. So a lot of people like enchiladas. I would go for cochinita. It's different. You like it. We also have... Um, I can bring you the sides of tortilla, of flour tortilla. Um, you can make your own tacos. It's more... Traditionally, we eat more corn tortilla and we eat them with everything. We make tacos out of everything. But if you want to make tacos of cochinita, I can bring you some corn tortillas. All right, you sold me. Uh, the continente with some tortillas, please. And can I have a side of plantains as well? Of course, excellent selection, actually. It's my favorite. Glenn? Can we start with the tostadas? The java? I'm nodding in, in agree, complete agreement. Right. And I would in, like to enjoy the mero grouper almendrado. Sure, of course. Only if you can pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> grouper, grouper sandwich. <laughs> and would you be able to describe for me the mahi-mahi a la veracruzana? Of course. Ooh, nice. The mahi-mahi is a white fish. It's very nice. It's, the flavor is very mild, so it's very nice. And it's over a, ba- a bed of um, poblano rice as well. Poblano rice is really good. And it has, on top, it's based on the veracruzana sauce, which is bell peppers with, um, um, how- how do you call them? Um, olives with olives and, of course, um, tomatoes, tomato sauce. It's really good. The mahi-mahi is one of the favorites, actually. All right. You've sold me on that. Mm-hmm. I will take one of those. Okay, of course. Wonderful. Okay, guys. Um, do try the plantains with rice. Would you like some sides of rice, of Mexican rice? Or you actually get rice with yours, with a mahi. The plantains with rice are absolutely wonderful. And if you use a little bit of sour cream, even better. I'll bring you some. So you Just so I can get the full Mexican experience. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. Audra, as we're getting ready to enjoy our traditional Mexican lunch, tell us a little bit about the environment here. Because I think this restaurant, probably more so than any other in World Showcase, has the most unique uh, very, very different environment. I, I actually feel the same. I feel that a lot of our guests, once they step into the restaurant, they're, I mean, like they're blown away by the pyramid. Starting off with a, with a view, I mean, stepping down the, going down the steps and watching the pyramids, like they, they love it. And a lot of people ask to be by the water because there's the ride, the Mexican ride with the three caballeros. So they like sitting by the water, seeing the boats go by. Of course, the environment, the decoration here, absolutely Mexican. The tables you'll see there are a little bit colorful. Colorful. We are a very colorful town back in Mexico. I mean, everywhere you go, you will see color. Um, Oaxaca, for example, is one of the most colorful states in Mexico. Chiapas as well. There are. We use a lot of them. We're, I think we're very. We're very. Um, Joyful. We're very joyful people back in Mexico, and it's since our ancestors we've used a lot of color. So if you if you see the tables and the chairs, you'll see, for example, the alcatraces and all the all the flowers that it, they're decorated with. They're absolutely Mexican. They actually remind me of Diego Rivera, one of the uh, muralists back in Mexico. He used to paint a lot with um, alcatraces. So it's, um, I think it's very Mexican. The tables, everything. And obviously, as soon as you walk in, you get the sense that you are in a town square at night. You forget that you're in the middle of 112-degree Florida heat. Is this sort of representative of what a traditional Mexican town square would be like, the sort of carnival-like open-air atmosphere? It would. would. Of course, um, 
the plaza that is right outside the restaurant, the, the little plaza you see outside, it's abs- you could find something like that in Mexico. Of course, nowadays, we don't really have such um, carts going around the plaza, but we do have fountains, which are super typical back in Mexico. We have um, small uh, kiosks back in Mexico where a lot of mariachis play. So it is. It is absolutely Mexican. It is. It's really nice, though. I mean, it's better in... In live, I mean, live view, right? It's better, but it's really nice. I mean, I do feel, of course, you have the two combinations of the plaza and the pyramid, so probably you won't see this in any other town in Mexico. It's just they did this fusion, right, between ancestor world, an ancient world, and and a little more colonial style. But it is, it is really Mexican. You have two two worlds here, <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I have many more questions to ask you about. You know the place and your culture and your heritage, but Glenn is poking me because he wants his lunch. So I, I will. Let- <laughs> of course, I'll be right back, and I just have to give this pretty lady their check. Okay, I'll Thank be you. right back. So our appetizers have just arrived, and rather than me butcher the uh, the Spanish language, Glenn, what are we having? We're having the tostadas de jaiba. So you let me butcher <laughs> the, the Spanish language. That's Glenn Whalen at. <laughs> uh, Fried cordon tortillas topped with shredded crab meat mixed with chipotle mayo, red onions, cilantro, and lime juice. You know, it sounds so much better when Audra actually says it. We're also having, obviously, traditional chips and salsa as well as our side of plantains, which I love. Plantains, kind of like big banana-like things that are sliced, lightly fried. They're phenomenal. And she recommended that we actually use sour cream with the plantains, which is something I've never heard of before, but she says it's excellent. So she brought us some some uh, sour cream. Get Audra back here. I need to find out about the whole sour, because that's a new one on me. That's a new one. And well, maybe fact, it's just to see if we'll eat it. The fact the, the plantains say here, they are deep fried and sweet. Deep fried sweet plantains. But it's a healthy fried. Absolutely. It's a good fried. They are sweet, though. They're very, very sweet. Um but like in a, not an overpowering kind of way. delicious. So I'm going to let you try the All right. the chupacabra first. <laughs> okay. There's a lot, a lot of stuff happening in here. There's a lot. It's pretty spicy. Cilantro. Crab meat, very spicy, crunchy. Is it spicy at all? It's <laughs> spicy. It's spicy. <laughs> it's all spicy. right, let me man up and uh, and try one of these little bad boys. They're um, trying to describe them without showing a picture. They're probably the size of a, I don't know, smaller than a baseball but bigger than a golf ball in, yes. in, in, in diameter. But they're also not round. Right. Um, Unless from, except for from the top. <laughs> a nice heaping pile of crab. I could, kind of mountain shape. You can, you can smell the cilantro and the greens on here. I like the combination of the crunch from the tortilla mm-hmm. with the uh, with the crab meat. The cilantro, it's almost like a, it's like a vinegar? Is it a cilantro vinegar? It's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very the cilantro is not overpowering. Topping. Yeah, it, it's very faint. You're right, it's very, very, um, it's not heavy, it's not rich, it's actually very light. Like, you're right, like almost like a vinegary, but. Mm. 
You only got about half of it in your mouth, half of it all in your plate. <laughs> Thank God it's on a video. And this is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice. Nice crab flavor. Again, I, I think it's very light. It does have a little kick to it. You do get a little sense of like a uh, a little hot pepper in there. And Scott isn't isn't even bothering to partake of these. And I probably will not. Uh, not. I'm not big on crab or cilantro, but I would really like to try one of these fried plantains. After this song. Alright, let's try this plantain. That's a, a traditional plantain song right there, so go ahead. Mmm. It is it it does not taste deep fried. It just tastes like a very sweet banana that's has a nice um, texture to it. It's fairly soft. It's delicious. Is this your first plantain experience? No, but probably my best plantain experience by far. <laughs> it says a lot. Now, you're going to try, Glenn's going to try his with the sour cream. Yes. Got the sour cream on there. I don't know if you're supposed to do a little dab because I did overdid it already, I'm sure. Oh, wow. That... Isn't that wonderful? Wow, that is such a... Oh. Totally not what I expected. Sour cream? With the sour cream here. Yes. It's, it, it tastes like, almost like a, 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 a cake icing. Really? Really interesting. Oh, I'm... I think I might try that. Are you yeah. keep stuff in your face. I'll try it. fine over here. Yes. Thank you. Let me try that. You know what? It adds a whole nother layer of yep. flavor on top of the plantain. It, 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 um, it cuts the sweetness a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. It coats a little bit. That's nice. Oh, I like wow. that. That is so delicious. And the nice thing too is it's banana, so it's it's healthy. It's from the banana family. It's one hundred percent healthy. All right, there's one last. If you want this one, please, dude. No, okay, dude, one left, man. All right, we'll split it. All right. No, no, don't feed it to me, Glenn. <laughs> well, you stole my fork. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind getting um, you on that. Rice too. and beans on the side, so you can. I'm big on the rice and beans. Mm. Your plates are hot, so be careful. But plantains are phenomenal. Phenomenal. I've had plantains before, never with sour cream, and now I want to just tumble them in it all the time. Thank Your you. plate is hot. Be careful. <laughs> nice. That looks so good. We have some side tortillas right here. It's um, flour tortilla, peas over here, and the corn tortillas over here, okay? And you said the corn tortilla is sort of the traditional way the to... The traditional ones. We have flour tortillas back in Mexico, but we usually use them for quesadillas, for example, for cheese. And we use the corn tortillas for everything else, for like tacos, like beef tacos, we use corn tortillas. The, the traditional tacos back in Mexico are with corn. Enjoy, guys. I'm so I am so excited to eat this meal. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Audra, we all agree that that meal was unexpected and exceptional. I mean, really, we've eaten here before, but um, it's been a while since we've been here, and the new offerings were phenomenal. And the only thing that I could t- think could top this meal would be a dessert. So, would you mind describing for us of some course. of the uh, desserts? Of course, I can. Um, well, for let's start off with if you're in the mood for coffee. 
We have the Mexican coffee. We also have cafe de olla, which is delicious. It has a hint of cinnamon, so it's really good. We have it a lot back in Mexico. Um, and the desserts, they're really yummy. <laughs> we have the canasta de moras, which is a pastry shell. And inside, there's white chocolate mousse with berries and strawberry, blueberry, raspberry. Um, it's really good, and it's topped with um, caramel, Mexican caramel, which could be, if you know, um, dulce de leche. It's kind of, it's, it's the same thing. It's just, we call it back in Mexico, cajeta, and it's the same. Um, we also have the flan de vainilla. Have you ever had flan before? Well, it's the, the classic um, flan. It's the um, flan, the custard, the uh, caramel custard topped with caramel as well and with toasted almonds. And we have the capirotada, which is a warm dessert. The two first that I told you is kind of a cold dessert. The, um, the third one down, the capirotada, is a little bit warm and it's topped with um, caramel. And it's a bread pudding made with raisins and topped with um, ca with cajeta. And finally, the alado de vainillo, de vainilla, which is um, ice cream, vanilla ice cream. It's really good. Are you looking for a warm dessert or for a cold dessert? There was one that jumped out at me. I mean, I, well, I think uh, the first one, I, the first one, the canasta with the with the berries. That's the first thing that jumped out at me. Maybe it was just the way you described it. But if you guys have some sort of other preference... You can try one of each, and that way you can try one. Glenn has She's seen mind. us eat before. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend that we were going to get one and split it. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to get the flan. The flan for you, okay. I will have the canasta. The canasta? Canasta. Canasta and Scott just wants more Chipotle. <laughs> no. To go with your dessert? Let me get the helado de vanilla. Helado de vanilla. Okay, perfect. I'll be right back, guys. Thank you. Thank you All right, Scott, what did you get? Well, it's vanilla ice cream with a Mexican caramel sauce. Let me, let me check to see if it's a hot caramel sauce or cold. Is it spicy like a Chipotle? Not at all. It's very sweet, even sweeter than the plantains. It's delicious. The The caramel is actually room temperature over, of course, ice cream. So it's, it's quite good. So I got the healthiest of the bunch because it has fruit in it. And anything with fruit counteracts any sort of fat or carbohydrates. And it's served like in a little, um, like a little like sort of tortilla shell. Which counteracts the fruit. Mm. <laughs> it's like a berries with like a very um, very light um, airy whipped cream which I'll keep eating Glenn you talk about your plan alright so I got some flan let's see what it tastes like very nicely presented by the way the flan yeah it's got a little it's got a wing on it made out of a mint leaf I think and strawberry so it's got no carbohydrates or anything like that <laughs> Mm, it's a crunchier flan than I'm used to. Doesn't taste anything like the lava olive. Wow, very nice. Look at this. It's covered with almonds, too. I think we've picked three winners here. Yeah, this, um, I just took a little taste of the, of the shell, and it's, I mean, very, very, very light and flaky, so... I have to. I beg to differ, Glenn. There are no carbohydrates or 
fat or sugar because this is just so light and fluffy. Like you. I think I think I'm beginning to believe in you. <laughs> and it appears that both of your desserts are, are lightly dusted with powdered sugar on the plates there. I'm not eating that because that's just way too unhealthy. Well, if you won't, then I might have to. Scott, do you like flan? Would you like to try it? I will try flan. Glenn, please, try my healthy dessert. Okay, I'm going to try. And just so you know, I'm not necessarily meaning that it's healthy, but in my own mind. Yes. All right, so I have something that looks like a blueberry here and some sort of... I hope that's a habanero. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, very light, yes, healthy, and the flan is, as he described, was it's um, has, it actually has a, t- a little bit of tougher texture than one would expect in a flan. I mean, it's not as uh, I, I would just watch it jiggle, see it right. jangle type thing. It's actually a solid, more of a solid flan, but it's very delicious. With it has the almonds too, right? Those are almonds. Yes. Yeah, that definitely adds to the flavor. Very good. Would anyone care for some vanilla with caramel sauce? Audra, I want to thank you very much. We had an exceptional meal, a wonderful experience, due in large part to you and your help, and your, as well as your uh, culinary recommendations. So thank you very, very much. Well, thank you, guys. You. I have to be honest, when I saw you and you were like, oh, we're going to make like this small review, I was like, oh my God, no, please no. Well, Scott even said, like, you just took it in stride and you were excellent, so well, thank, thank you. you. I was uh, quite nervous at the beginning, but you're very easygoing, so it, you made it easy for me. And I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's really important for our servers when you enjoy the food, because it's it's just really, it's nice for us to, to hear that from you, because that means you enjoyed your time here. And even though it's hard to believe because probably you think, oh, they're just working. But no, we really enjoy when you like our food. And above all, when it's Mexican and we're, we're representing our countries. So it's really important for us. And we said this was a great introduction to traditional Tradition. Mexican fare as opposed to maybe what we're used to. So um, we enjoyed that part of the experience. And how long have you been working here and when do you, do you go home? Well, I'm a Q1. I'm a cultural representative, so I have five more weeks to go and I'm back home, heading back home with my family, which I absolutely miss a lot. I miss my food. I miss everything. I miss my country in general. I miss my people. So I'm ready to go. I'm going to miss a lot, Disney. It's been a great experience being here. You grow so much as a person. You, you become really humble. You learn a lot during this, this year. So it's been a great experience. And I mean... Disney granting us that 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 opportunity, right? And yep. just to learn, and it's been great. It's been great. So five more weeks, and I'm I'm heading back to have real real cochinita <laughs> and uh, enchiladas, which we have almost every day, and tamales. You have to go to Mexico. Well, I see that that's the good thing is that Glenn, Scott, and I had a great time here, but we can't wait for you to go back too, so we can come and visit because we're going to come over for dinner one I night. Be your tourist guide, of course. <laughs> I would love to, and you have to go to Mexico City. It's it's yes. a beautiful city. Although it's thought to be crowded, it is crowded. I'm not going to lie to you. It is crowded, but it has so magical places. It, the, the downtown, just starting off downtown uh, Mexico City, is beautiful. You have the Templo Mayor, which is uh, 
an ancient, ancient pyramid that was found there. We have the Catedral. We have beautiful churches back in Mexico. So you have a lot to see, a lot. And you have Teotihuacan, which is in the surroundings, outside the city, but it's close to the city. It's beautiful. You, you would enjoy it. And we appreciate people like, like you that actually are very interested in our food and in our culture. You know, it's... Well, it's, it's very nice and very refreshing to find somebody that is so passionate about their people and their culture and wanting to share it with us. So we appreciate that as well. Thank you. And thank you for opening to our culture as well. Thank you very much. And Glenn and Scott, thank you very much for joining me on this uh, somewhat impromptu review. And always a pleasure dining with the two of you. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much, Lou. It's wonderful. It's time for another Walt Disney World trivia contest, and been way too long since I've done one of these, and I really like having these contests on the show, not just because I really enjoy giving stuff away to you guys, but I enjoy making the show interactive and having you not just test your knowledge of Walt Disney World, but hopefully, if you don't know the answers, doing some research, learning something along the way, and maybe helping to make you appreciate something that's current in the park, or maybe is no longer around. And we're going to go back to the original format where I'm going to ask you five trivia questions. All you need to do is answer the questions in order. You'll have two weeks this time to answer them. You'll have until 11.59 p.m. on Saturday, October 31st. That's Halloween to you and me in the United States, 2009. Spooky. To send me your answers in order, also your name and your address. And from there, I will randomly select one winner, who will get a choice this week of prizes. You'll have a choice of either a prize package filled with all three audio guides to Walt Disney World on CD, that's Main Street, Adventureland, and Liberty Square, or or you can choose what's behind door number two, which is a very limited edition WDW Radio embroidered baseball hat. Again, both either one of those, I'll throw in a few extra surprises as well. So, Here you go. Here are your five trivia questions for this week's contest. Number one. What was the name of the floating dog in Horizons? And here's a hint. If you don't know the answer, you can go back to an old episode of the show when I talked about Horizons in depth. I pretty much guarantee that I mentioned that dog's name. Number two. Mike Wazowski's nephew can be seen and heard in the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. What is his name? What is the name of Mike Wazowski's nephew? Number three. Which character is featured on the back of a Fast Pass ticket? Question four. If you listened to your Fantasyland CD or download... You may have heard me talk about the Little Big Top in Fantasyland. What's in that location now? What's in the current location of the old Little Big Top? Question five. If you stay until the very end of some attractions, like the stretching room in the Haunted Mansion, you may be treated to a line or lines that many guests miss. For example... If you stay until the very, very end 
of the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, you'll hear Iago talking about where he plans to go to take a nap. Where is it? So there you go. There are your five questions. Not too difficult, I don't think. Again, if you don't know them, hopefully you'll have some fun seeking out some of the answers. Again, a lot of these you can find either on old episodes of the show, in the trivia books, or on the CDs. Again, just trying to help you guys out there. And again, you guys will have two weeks for this contest. So you have until midnight. Well, it sounds better than 11.59 p.m. On Saturday, October 31st, to email your answer, your address, and the prize that you want to Lou at WDWRadio.com. Again, I'll randomly select one winner and who can choose from either of the two prize packages. Good luck. Have fun. Remember, it's more important to be right than it is to be first. Thanks again for playing. Good luck. That's going to do it for this week's show. I know it was a little bit shorter than usual. We only had one segment. Hope you enjoyed our live review of the San Angel Inn. Again, because of my travel schedule, production schedule, and because I'm releasing a number of new videos this week, kept the show short so I can get some of those other videos up. I've already posted the video interview with Art the Greeter from Disney's Beach Club Resort. I'll have more coming to you later on this week. Big thanks go out to Scott Otis and Glenn Whalen for joining me. Scott um, Scott has no blog or website to plug, but you can often find him in and around Walt Disney World. You can also find him in the box during live shows. You can visit Glenn over at Passamaquoddy, but better yet, go and visit prettygoodmovieride.com. Glenn's articles can also be found in Celebrations Magazine. Speaking of which, if you want to contribute to Celebrations an article, a photo, a letter to the editor, or even your assistance, you can email me or use the contact link on the celebrationspress.com website where you can also subscribe and get back issues. Don't forget, this Saturday, October 24th, is the next WDW Radio Meet of the Month. It's at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's the Tower of Terror 13K weekend. Don't forget about food and wine still going on. We'll be at the studios at the Backlot Express Restaurant next to Star Tours in the upper level seating area. Starting at 11 a.m., we'll be getting together, talking, maybe getting something to eat. Who knows? Maybe we'll hit Star Wars. No RSVPs, not necessary, but we'd love to know that you're coming. You can post in the forums. I'll, I put a meat thread up there that I'll link to in the show notes or on the event page over in Facebook. So please let us know that you're coming at either or both of those platforms. But again, if you don't, don't worry. Just show up early, show up late, come by, and just say hi. November's Meet of the Month is going to be either November 14th or the 21st. Going to lock in the exact date and location soon. Definitely stay tuned. December's is going to be Friday, December 11th. Again, also going to lock in the exact location and time. Don't forget we're also going to have a Celebrations Meet on Sunday, December 13th. That will be in France at 2 o'clock. I'll put more details in the forums and on the Facebook page. Again, make sure you come by. Follow Celebrations Magazine on Twitter and on Facebook. Speaking of which, make sure you come by Facebook. 
friend me up over there, join the fan page, and follow me over on Twitter. My address is twitter.com slash lumangelo. I post updates throughout the day, sounds, games from the park, special offers exclusive to Twitter, contests, and lots, lots more. I also have lots of things that I'm working on sort of backstage for the site and the show that will be coming and I'll be announcing soon. Definitely stay tuned to that. Don't forget to go back in iTunes or on the WDW Radio site. Check out older episodes. Also on the site, you can purchase copies of my signed Walt Disney World trivia books, the audio guides to Walt Disney World, and so much more. And if you have a question that you want answered on the show, whether it's history, trivia, vacation planning, just about anything, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, call the toll-free voicemail line at 888-703-2171. Look for another WDW Radio live video broadcast and chat coming very, very soon. And as always, thanks to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. You can get information and a no-obligation quote from Becky and her team over at mousefantravel.com. All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 homes within just a couple of miles of Walt Disney World. They all that have private pools and spas and kitchens and game rooms and so much more. You can find a link to All-Star right on the WDW Radio Show homepage. And also, if you're interested in buying or selling Disney Vacation Club through resale, visit Chantel and her team over at dvcbyresale.com. As always, if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Review the show on iTunes. Come say hi on Facebook. And of course, my friends, the biggest thanks always goes out to you for taking the time and for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And remember, until next week, always keep moving forward. Take that first step to following your dream. And have a great week, everybody. See ya. This is Regan from South Jersey, a.k.a. Songbird Regan from the Box. Just wanted to say I absolutely love your podcasts and videos. I have officially drove my family insane talking about Disney World and your show. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to more live chats and videos in the future. And as soon as there's any information regarding the next C23 Expo, you must let us know. Uh, Thanks so much for all you do for us fans and box people. And maybe one of these days I'll escape from your basement so I can meet you at an upcoming meet of the month. Take care. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Jessica. And Aaron. And we're here at Walt Disney World. We just got off the Haunted Mansion, which was a blast. And uh, tonight we're going to the Boo to You Halloween, Mickey Not-So-Scary Halloween party. And uh, they just started everything up, and we had some downpours, but now it's starting to clear up, so it looks like it's going to be a great night. Just wanted to say hi to all the people in the box. Talk, take it easy. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Carrie Rockers. I was just calling to say thank you to you and Becky and everyone else who helped out with all the stuff for the Everest Adventures Weekend and the uh, Adventures Club Dinner uh, last week. It was part of my birthday present, and it was awesome. We had so much fun. Um, and because of being able to stay there for the whole weekend, um, we went and did some things that we had never done before, which was very cool. We uh, 
did a private photo session out at the Polynesian, um, got to go see, to go to the not-so-scary Halloween party. And really, how often as adults do you really get to go and dress up and, you know, go collect candy for Halloween? Um, and of course, Saturday for my birthday, we went to the Food and Wine and had lots of yummy food. And I also took your advice um, and went into Mitsukoshi and asked one of the cast members there to recommend uh, a new drink to try. So I got to try one of their sodas that has a marble in it. It was very strange, but it was very good. So thank you again to you and Becky and everyone else. Um, and we totally love our uh, backpacks that we got from the event. In fact, we use them the next day um, going around the park. And Hi, Lou. It's Jimmy phoning from the United Kingdom here. Uh, listen to the show all the time. Just finished listening to show 140, uh, all about Walt Disney, One Man's Dream. Here, it's, it's a shame that I think people don't use it as much, but... Uh, Whenever we go to Disney World, uh, me and my sister always make a point of going in there, which we'll do when we're there next month. Cheers, Lou. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Rick Rogg. I think you provide a great service to Disney fans. Just wanted to give you um, some information. We stayed at Kindani Village over the weekend, and it's a spectacular hotel. Uh, a couple things they can certainly approve on, though. Uh, we were on the meal plan, and unfortunately there is no counter service at Kindani Village. You have to take the bus down to... Jumbo House, and then when we went back to get the food, um, the buses took several um, turnaround to get to back to Kindani Village. So I know they're building the transportation in front of Kindani Village, but they only have the downtown busy bus going uh, back to Kindani Village versus um, Magic Kingdom and so forth goes um, only to the parks. Uh, and then lastly, um, we're our home resort is at the Beach Club Villas, and we just made the assumption that the bar or pool bar at Kindani Village would accept counter service as well uh, for the meal plan, and they do not. So uh, hopefully they can work out some of the Kinks' beautiful hotel, but certainly some challenges with getting to and from um, the right areas to leverage the dining plan and also transportation to and from uh, Jumbo House and uh, Kindani Village. Take care. Hi Lou, uh, this is Chris Ely. Um, I'm calling from uh, from the United Kingdom. Um, I'm from Oxford. Um, I'm just been going through uh, some of your previous podcasts because I work from home. I'm sitting at my computer all day, and I find it a great way to just get through the day and just uh, chill out while I'm working and just forget about the humdrum of everyday life and just concentrate on a little bit of Disney World while I'm doing some of my own work. Um, some of the podcasts that have been interesting to me have been. The ones where you've been doing the top tens, and it's the uh, it's the little intricacies of of Disney World, and it's it's those things that myself, and my wife, we can relate to, um, and, and some of the, the the things with with regards to the smells and with regards to the um, uh, the, the sort of the the, the parks um, and and what it is the music about Disney World. Well, for us, you know, we're, we're DVC members, and we stay uh, our home resort is uh, Beach Club Villas, um, and our one of the most favourite things that we enjoy about Disney World is, is, is being able to, when we go out in the morning to go and catch the bus over to the parks, is just seeing the excitement of people when they're getting their morning coffee um, and they've got their backpacks on and they're, uh, they're getting ready for the day. And it's the excitement that people have um, about the, uh, the everywhere in Walt Disney World that, that we particularly love. And another little point that I just want to make is, is in Magic Kingdom, when you just go through the gates and it's first thing in the morning um, and uh, there's, there's a, a lovely tune in the background and the uh, the, the ground, the, 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 uh, the 
sidewalk is still wet um, and it's nice and warm. Um, what a great feeling that is. I just thought I'd let you know just something that's a little bit personal to myself and my wife and what we love about Disney World and uh, something that, you know, Disney World do so well. Uh, thank you so much for everything you do. Um, I love your podcasts um, and they give such a, uh, a different insight into Walt Disney World. Um, please keep up the good work. Uh, you're great. Thanks, Lou. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Chris in Apex, North Carolina, calling in with a comment about a potential future for the Carousel of Progress. As was discussed in episode number 136, there are a number of options here. Everything from leaving the show in its current form to doing what's already been done a few times, and that is take that final show scene and advance it yet again to something more reflective of the contemporary age. But as, as I think you talked about in the DSI pretty effectively, just keep... just continuing to stretch that final show scene uh, has its limits and it, it's it's really starting to, to stretch the bounds of, of the original story. So I would suggest potentially a different approach. If we could take and make a single observation, that is the carousel of progress tells the story of how progress affects a family's life moving through different stages of the electric age. Now if I look at the 1960s, when the Carousel of Progress was originally introduced in the New York World's Fair, that final show scene was set in the contemporary present age. Now, if I look at that and I think about the 1960s and I think about the Electric Age and now I think about the year 2009, and instead of thinking about the Electric Age, I think about the Information Age. I, I, I think you can make an argument that where we are today is in a place which is similar to where that audience of the late 50s and early 60s was with respect to the electric age, except now it's with information. So if we took the concepts, if we took the, the mechanics, if we took the carousel of progress and used it to tell a new story, to tell a, a new yet familiar story of how people's lives and the lives of a, of a family were improved moving through the years with the advancements in the information age, I think we could tell a fresh story which would still involve many of these concepts which we all uh, love from the Carousel of Progress and yet tell a story which is current, tell a story which is relevant, tell a story which is forward-looking, and tell a story which again sort of fits within the bounds of that frame that was originally used to tell the Carousel of Progress story, only do it in a way which is relevant to the contemporary age. Anyway, just an idea. Love the show. Keep moving forward. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Woody. And Susie. And we are here at the Magic Kingdom and uh, sitting down to a very large plate of ribs. I'm telling you, if you want to get a good meal for your money, when you've got the when you've got the food plan or anything, go to Cosmic Grays because they just give you more than you need. I mean, tip for your listeners: last time we came, we just split all our meals on the uh, on the dining plan, so that we had enough each time, and then we had plenty of snack possibilities later on. So that that's that's been really helpful for us in the past. We didn't do it this time because we're really hungry. We just got just got here to the Magic Kingdom here in the middle of the day, so we're vanished. We drove down from Atlanta. In the rain, but we're happy to be here at Disney, and we were thinking of you, you and all the listeners, and wanted to say hello and have a magical day. Bye.